have built houses before, but only the frame. You've built many houses? So Habitat for Humanity actually comes to my work every year, and we build a house in the parking lot, and I've done it three out of the four years that I've worked there. But we're just building the frame, so this is going to be a lot more than that, and it's not only going to be two hours for one day. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church in Franklin, Indiana, where we explore how the local church fits in with the global church and how the kingdom is at work on a local level. Current Church meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear in Franklin and exists to encounter God, equip the church, and engage the world. We believe that whatever God is going to accomplish in this world, He is going to do through the church, Big C. These are our stories and the testimony of the power of God in everyday lives. Find out more at currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Now here's your host, Jeremy. Well, this is long overdue. Apologies for the unintended summer delay that was not in the plans, but here we are. Mission trip to Mexico. If you've been around current at all this calendar year, you have heard about the mission trip to Mexico. We have Michael Fiesel stationed long-term in Mazatlan, Mexico. We also have a group traveling there for a week in October with YWAM Mazatlan to do a Homes of Hope build for a family in need. They're leaving on October 12th, and it's getting real now. The deadline for the fundraising is approaching, so we'll uh, talk about that. We invited in just three of the people that are going, Daniel Benad and I, Macy Fiesel and Matt Herndon. There are others going as well. We're in prayer for them. We'll find out so much more about this trip, the fundraising, and how God is preparing their hearts. Thanks for listening. goes out to Matt. What was the deciding factor for you saying yes to this particular trip? Honestly, I really just had no reason to say no. Daniel and Alicia came up to me one day several months ago and they're like, hey, do you want to go to Mexico? And my first thought was, I really don't want to do that. (laughs) But after mulling it over and praying about it, I'm like, yeah, there's really, other than my own personal feelings, there's no reason for me not to do this. How has Daniel been as the preparatory coach for this? You guys are having like strategic meetings and whatnot, right? Yes. I didn't ask you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How would you rate Daniel as a a team leader thus far? Just to fill you in, we're kind of both co-leading with Becky. So Becky's a really big... um, Explain how that dynamic came about. Uh... Well, Becky's, it was, it was really Becky's vision. She got excited about it. And, um, I think it was after she visited Michael and she was like, man, we need to, we need to go do this. And we had kind of already been wanting to do some sort of missions trip with the church. And so, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we should do this. We should do this. And sometimes it just like fizzles out. We were like, okay, 
<laughs> we're not going to let this fizzle out like it needs yeah. to happen. So, yeah, it, I mean, I'd say that it really was her brainchild, I suppose. And, you know, obviously we were gone for two months and she really kept it alive, you know, kept the momentum going while we were gone, um, which is awesome. Um yeah. I feel like I've interacted more with Alicia throughout the whole process. Um, she's been doing most of the leading. Although, um, a couple weeks ago, we did have a Spanish lesson, and Daniel headed that one. That's up. what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> Maisie, same question. I think that they've done a good job leading um, as like equal parts, like, Daniel and Alicia have done a good job leading together, um, but not like one is more being a leader than the other. How stressful, Macy, was the uh, the rummage sale, the yard sale on your mom through the cancellation and the rescheduling and the early morning and all that went into that? She wasn't terribly stressed because I, I have seen her when she's like melting down and being like, ah, I can't do anything. But I... I think it was more just like we have so much stuff and we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And just like having like the church like be crowded with a bunch of stuff that made her stressed because like when our house is cluttered, she hates it. So like right now, she's like definitely stressed out because our house is just full of boxes and stuff. So she's like, I need to get the house cleaned. And like, I think that's probably just what stressed her out most. Does anybody remember the final total that we made through that sale? It was 1200 Thank you. Visiting with Daniel Benad and I, Macy Fiesel, and Mad Herndon on the Big C Little C podcast. Talking, um, we're talking. I remember the 90s. Macy, Macy you remember like the, the 90s? 90s. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, have you been on a, a traveling mission trip before? Not outside of the country. I went on, technically it was referred to as a missions retreat, um, but I believe it was in Kentucky. They need Jesus. Well, yeah. No, it was an older lady that went to my church. She, her husband had passed away and she had an, like a RV at a campsite in Kentucky and she wasn't able to go down there to clean it. So a group of us went down there to wash her wow. RV for her. Definitely serving. So you said earlier you weren't. It wasn't your first choice, maybe, to travel to Mexico. Uh, what has been the the process as you have adjusted to the idea that yes, you are going, and what is God doing in your heart through that? Quite a bit. <laughs> um, initially, I did not have a passport. I had never been vaccinated, and I mean, I've never traveled outside of the country. So, but I mean, I've made some changes. I was able to you know, get the passport. I was able to get vaccines. I was able to at least pay for my own portion of it. (laughs) Um, Patience, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Through all of the planning, definitely patience (laughs) is a big one. Are you to the point yet where you're excited about it? Yes. Okay, that's good. (laughs) By the way, the dates are October 13th through the 19th. 13th. We're actually leaving on the 12th. He's not. We're leaving on the 12th. (laughs) (laughs) The 12th through the 19th. Oh. So, Daniel, I know that you lived in Mexico. 
And we'll get to that later. Yes. Macy, you were in Mexico for a month. Yes, you, I was. But you've actually been to Mazatlan, which is where you guys are going. Yes. You're staying in Mazatlan the entire time? Yes. What's Mazatlan like? Mazatlan is actually a really touristy area. The base is really close to the ocean, like five-minute walk, but if you actually want to go swim there, you have to, like, go... You have to have, like, a 20-minute walk to a beach that's, like, you can swim in. Mm-hmm. Um, Mazatlan is... It's beautiful. Um, there's Looney Bean. It's a coffee shop yeah. that you can walk to. There's a really big mall in Mazatlan. You can pretty much walk anywhere and, like... Especially at night, it's really, really nice. It's really, like, the like the temperature is really nice outside. Even though, like, I don't understand what anyone is saying because they're all speaking Spanish. Like, it's just really nice. Daniel, I'm in, a, I'm in the mood to hear a little Spanish. Give us a little. ¿Qué quieres oír? What do you want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> That'll suffice for now. Okay. Uh, Side note. Yeah. They don't allow you to swim in that the beach there anymore? No, there's a lot of people that have been, like, that got hurt, and, like, they their feet got cut by rocks and stuff, and so they don't allow us to swim over there anymore. Oh, the base doesn't. Yeah, the base doesn't let us swim over there. Oh, yeah, I got really hurt over there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why we don't do it anymore. I got a sea urchin spine stuck in my heel. Yeah, there's a guy that I <laughs> that was on my trip that he got, like, sea urchins, like, in his foot, and it was gross. Yeah. It, like, got infected. I was like, ugh! Yeah. Were you in Mazatlan? Yes, that's where... The entire time? Um, no, for for the majority of it, though. Was that through YWAM? Yes, yeah, yeah with the uh, same base. Mm-hmm. You were what, uh, teenager back then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I turned 21 while I was there, so it must have been, I was like 20, 21, maybe 22. The purpose of this trip ultimately is to build the house, correct? To be the hands and feet. How would you rank the... Well, um, so while I was a full-time missionary, I realized there are some things that short-term missions are good for and some things that they are not really good for. Um, One thing that I have always really felt was a short-term missions trip is good for a a force push, which would be like building a house. Um, You know, they need extra hands there to actually complete the project um short-term missions can be good for um, evangelism we're going to be doing some ministry other than just building the house um i believe we're going to be passing out bibles and working with the kids which can be uh really cool especially when there's follow-up but also i believe that people are called to the mission field on the mission field I believe that it's really important for people to go on short-term missions trips to see if that's where they're called. You know, a lot of people don't know that they're called to preach till they preach their first sermon. They don't know that they're, you know, called to teach till they teach a Bible class. And and I believe that short-term missions can be a way that people will either be called into long-term foreign missions or even just called into whatever their calling is so i don't know <laughs> i'd say that they're all about equal you know I, I want people i want us to be able to touch hearts there impact a family and for 
the people who go for their lives to be touched as well. Daniel, I know you reached out. I know you reached out to me. I'm assuming you reached out to some other people recently. Are we past the deadline if somebody is, is feeling the tug right now? Oh, heck no. Okay, can you talk about that a little bit? Can I say heck no? Does that, uh, <laughs> can you edit that out? <laughs> Look, this is YWAM. If you bring the money the last day and you have enough money for the plane ticket and to stay there, I mean, literally, we're leaving October 12th. If you bring it to me a little bit earlier on October 12th and we can get you a ticket, then we'll bring you. Would it be nice to have a little bit more notice? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's take a break and play the Banana Night commercial. Um, Macy, when we come back, I remember when you were here in November, you talked about a work that the Lord did in your heart and how he kind of provided you a new testimony, and that was in Mexico. I want to revisit yeah. that. We'll be right back. This is the Big C, Little C podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Alicia. We are with He Is Revival Ministries. We've devoted our lives to see the church healthy, whole, and moving in the power of God. We have so many exciting things planned for this year. We're planning on hitting 20 states across the U.S. and taking a trip to Mazatlan, Mexico, which you are invited to be a part of. We need your prayers and partnership now more than ever to take on this exciting challenge. To keep up with what we're doing, check out facebook.com slash heisrevival, our webpage at heisrevival.com, and make sure to subscribe to our He Is Revival Ministries YouTube channel. I'm Elizabeth and I like travel, travel, travel. Hey, this is Gene, the front man at Current Church, and glad you found our podcast. You can hit me up directly, uh, gene at currentchurch.net. Love to field any questions you might have regarding me or the church or anything that's happening there. So I hope you'll enjoy the podcast every time you get a chance to tune in. Hope you learn something from it. Hope you figure out a little bit more about who we are. If you ever want to visit us, you can find us at 230 Commerce Drive. We meet at the Gear in Franklin, 6 p.m. on Sunday nights. You can sleep in, come hang out on Sunday night. It's what I do. <laughs> you can visit our website, currentchurch.net. We're on all the social medias. We're really not on all the social medias, but we are on Facebook and we are on Instagram. Instagram at Current Church Franklin. Facebook slash Current Church. This is my best radio voice. The NPR voice requires you to get really close. You have to get really close for the NPR voice. This is Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church. I went back and listened to the Summer Missions recap episode that we did last year, and you were talking about how on a visit to the ocean, the Lord really kind of did a work in your heart. People can go back and listen to it, so you yeah. might not have to retell it from the beginning. Yeah. But give us a summary of that, and what kind of place does that spot hold in your heart as you now prepare to go back there? That's always going to hold a place in my heart because that's something that dog, God did for me. And um, You've heard um, about the agnostic insomniac. What? The dyslexic, dyslexic. Insomniac, <laughs> insomniac agnostic. Agnostic. Stays up all night wondering if there's a dog. It, as you were. Okay. Um. <laughs> um, so that's always going to hold a place in my heart. Basically what happened was, um, as my sisters had left the country, I, be I got really, really lonely. And I didn't know where to find my love because I found it from them. And um, I tried replacing it with other people. And it just wasn't working. And um, while I was in Mexico, 
I learned that I need to find that love from God and not from the people around me. I can find God's love through other people, but I should not rely on them. And basically, during a class, um, we were talking about um, what we need, and I was like, well, I need God's love, but I, I'm having a hard time finding it. And I knew that I needed it, but I'm like, I don't feel it. I'm a very um, physical touch. That's my love language. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was like, God can't just like come down and give me a hug. I that, like that can't happen. And so um, during a class, this lady that spoke barely any English came up to me and gave me a big old hug from behind. And she was like, God loves you so much. And he wants you to know that. And that like that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, he does. And it just it spoke a lot because she barely spoke any English, but she was speaking fluently. Hmm. And that's something that God does, hmm. not her. That was God speaking through her. So that's that. Yeah, if you want to hear the um, the longer version of that story, visit the archives. The November, I think it was November 2018 episode. Um, it was really cool because you talked about how you were sitting at the ocean, I believe, and yeah. thinking about how God was thinking of you as he created that and how that moment kind of transformed your testimony and, and gave you that seminal place where you can... I don't know. I just I think it's cool that you're going back there. Yeah. You're going back there to serve. You must feel God is leading you back on some level. Yeah. Um, I'm encouraged by that. Mad, you we were talking about um fundraising before. We talked about the rummage sale a little bit. You hosted an event recently. What can you tell us about that? It was the painting planters for a purpose. So the idea initially came from a Mexico meeting that we had after church one night and Becky had mentioned you paint pottery, like working with them to raise money. But when I called them, I was it really wasn't going to be enough funds. So I was like, well, maybe we could do something similar ourselves, make the planters, because we've done that before, and then have people come and paint them. And, I mean, I knew people that already had paints. Bitsy was the one that had helped us with the with making the planters initially. And so I worked with her to make some more at her house. Jonalyn had made some. Um, Jonalyn and Paula did most of the painting. Um, John Fiesel did some, too. <laughs> and Alicia. Um, and Sarah let us use her paints. I mean, it was really a group effort. Yeah. Ashley helped with actually planting plants in them. So... That was all done, you know, within a few short days. So it was very stressful, but we actually had a really good turnout. We made nearly $300 that day. Really? Yeah. Nice. It was good. So the end result was the f- a few uh, varying sizes, right, of finished, painted, and planted planters. That's, yep. <laughs> Plants and planters, which some are still available, correct? That is correct. The one that I wanted was gone. <laughs> But so. some can be custom made yeah, because so. we do have some not yet painted planters still. And ready. I think, so Paul is making me a watermelon one custom ordered. <laughs> so I'm going to have to pony up the big funds because I, did, I didn't act quickly enough originally. But also I'm just thinking about how that will be a reminder for me, not only between now and then as we're praying for prepared hearts and funds and all that, but also while you guys are there and then... After that, for a long time, how long does succulents last? A little while. 
I have no idea. Because we'll find out. Depends who you are. <laughs> That's true. I kill plants, so. Usually they do pretty good on their own. You don't have to water them very much, yeah. but definitely if you overwater them, they'll drown and die. Alicia's killed a lot of succulents. <laughs> I feel comfortable but I guess I could, I, The planter will not die as well, so it, it'll be a good visual, tangible reminder for me. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about is this is a very clearly a current church effort, but it's Alicia and Daniel. It's John, Becky, and Macy, maybe Michael. It's Mad and Abby. Yes. We are going to have uh, two people join us. Breaking mm-hmm. news? <laughs> uh, it's not really breaking <laughs> news for us, <laughs> but we, we're we going to have uh, two of my friends who were from my YWAM days who are Mexican nationals, husband and wife, and their their baby are coming. So, um, breaking news coming over from Durango, <laughs> Mexico. We really should have, uh, we, we had a missed opportunity here. We should have been. <laughs> tasting Mexican treats this whole time. What what Mexican <laughs> treats would you have in mind? Um, like I was thinking, um, so they have like oh, they all sorts of Mexican candies. They've got a lot of candies that are like fruit flavored with chili on the outside. Um, <laughs> that can be kind of gross, like if you're not ready for it. Um, they also have these things called duvalin, which is just a little packet. A frosting, and they give you a little stick to eat it. <laughs> Just also, there's all sorts of uh, little tidbits of uh, weird things. So planters are still available if uh, you want to take advantage of that. Uh, maybe I'll even Instagram them out. Get yourself to the Gear Current Church in Franklin Gear 2.0, 230 Commerce Drive. And what are the prices for those? Like 25, 35, and 50 or something. There's a range of prices if you want to buy one that's not painted and paint it yourself, or if you want to buy one that is already painted and planted. So I think starting, like, the tea lights that are not painted, I think, are, like, $3. Oh, and then yeah. It goes all the way up to, like, $40 for the big, yeah, yeah, those bigger ones are planters huge, though. with the plants in them. I know that the finances are still a very sizable need, correct, is where we sit here yes. at the end of August. What else have we done besides the rummage sale? And I know Abigail, what's what's Abigail doing? She's doing a parents' night out last Saturday. Um, It's like me and her uh, babysat all the kids. How'd that go? I went pretty well. We only had a few. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the kids were good. I mean, they were kind of loud, but that's Jude for you. (laughs) Jude was there. And that's going to happen again, right? Name dropping. Yeah. um, The 30th, I think. Is our next date? I think it's a Friday. Okay. 30th is a Friday. And it's from 6 oh, yeah. to 9. It is. It was, what, a couple grand per person? And one grand. One grand per person. Less than one grand. So the main So anybody right who wants now. to still come. Yeah, who doesn't have a thousand? <laughs> Actually, it's only 850. Because it's it's less than the 150, you really, extra 150, you really want it for incidentals and everything, but... If you plop down 850, you can probably still, depending on plane ticket prices. I was going to say, what does the 850 include? Travel and lodging? Travel, lodging, food, everything, all the transportation while we're there. Really? Uh huh. 
really everything. Just you'll have to bring a little bit more for meals if we want to go out and get tacos, you know, things like that. Souvenirs. Which we will. If you want to buy a big sombrero and look like it, <laughs> look ridiculous, then you have to pay for that. What was the most touristy thing you did when you were there for a month? I went to a resort, actually, because this girl that was on my DTS, um, her parents own Looney Bean, and it was her birthday. And so we all went to a resort, and her parents paid for it. And, like, we went swimming out in the ocean, and there's a pool there. And there's, like, a bunch of food there and stuff, too. I think that was probably the most touristy thing I did. It's good to own Looney Bean. Yeah. <laughs> Which resort did you go to? I don't remember, but... Was it called I, El Cid? <laughs> I know that they said that they had went to it, like, the our leaders, they said that they went to it before, and that, like, the waves in the ocean, like, are really, really dangerous, so you can't go out too far. Otherwise, they'll, like, you'll, like, literally get lost in it. So they told us, like, you need to be careful. Gotcha. We always used to sneak into... El Cid for their pool <laughs> during my DTS. Yeah. It was like, it was quite a drive to get there. I mean, not terribly long, but like maybe 20, 30 minutes yeah. to get there. Well, I was going to ask about books. Many, many books. Leatherman yes. books. Oh, yeah, you oh, saw yeah. that. <laughs> um, man, I would imagine that was a lot of, uh, so there were books for free. I would imagine that was a lot of physical labor. No? Whew. <laughs> A hot Tuesday night in, in the dead of August, and you're hauling... That was yesterday. Oh. Hot Wednesday night. <laughs> I, thought, I thought today was Wednesday. Anyway, many Leathermount books, as yeah. you were. That was exhausting. Um, <laughs> found out the night before. Uh, so it was a, a church in Batesville, another Assemblies of God church. They had had a book sale. They'd had 10,000 books donated to them for this book sale. They sold 2,000 of them just through the Assemblies of God. They put out the bat signal that, hey, we'd love to donate these to another church to do a, a missions book sale. So found out the night before he wanted me there at 8. So And that's out in Batesville, so I had to get up at like 5.15. And then just we didn't get done until... We didn't get home till almost midnight, and we were just taking trips back and forth, carrying huge boxes of books. How's your back? Are you <laughs> feeling it today? I'm feeling it today. <laughs> so what's the next step, and where are these books? Book sale! They are at the gear. In the sanctuary, actually. Does it smell like an old-timey library? I bet it does. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of went nose-blind to books. <laughs> I bet you did. So, and also, I smelled so bad by the end of it, I couldn't smell anything else, anyways. How many do you think there are? About eight thousand. <laughs> so, literally, how does the sale? How is that going to happen? Uh, it looks like we're shooting for the thirty-first. We're going to try to advertise as much as possible. Um, we're going to charge fifty cents. I believe we're going to do fifty cents a book. Or $5 for a bag, just like the Johnson County Public Library book sale. There's some good books in there, man. Are there some that could be listed online for more, you think? Possibly, yeah. if you knew about books. I don't know about books. Who knows about books? Not me. 
he's trying to do a raise of hands, a show of hands, <laughs> <laughs> just so the listeners they know. They can see that on the video channel. <laughs> Wait, we have a video channel? <laughs> Smile, your candid camera. There's a camera. There's a camera. <laughs> What else? Fundraising practical wise. Joke? Oh, oh, I, so eight fifty per. <laughs> but then the major challenge right now financially is the materials for the house. Correct. Yes. Let me ask Matt this: What do we know about the house? About the family? What goes into it? How labor intensive it's going to be? And how prepared are you for a bunch of physical labor? Uh, prepared somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the only thing that I've heard about the family was that they were told that we were coming to build them a house and they were excited. I don't know anything else. We don't know where they are now. Are they in like a hut, presumably? I believe we'll say so. yes. Yes. <laughs> As for labor intensive, well, I was told that we were going to be building everything, like even electrical and whatnot. I have built houses before, but only the frame. You've built many houses? So Habitat for Humanity actually comes to my work every year, and we build a house in the parking lot, and I've done it three out of the four years that I've worked there. Swinging um, hammers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But we're just building the frame, so this is yeah. going to be a lot more than that, and it's not only going to be two hours for one day. <laughs> but you must feel somewhat equipped for this kind of somewhat. activity. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I've seen that at the State Fair where they're building it right on the, oh, on the yeah. ground and I don't know where they take it somewhere I've never actually seen them building it there I've seen the houses there yeah. and I'm like I've built one of those before wow <laughs> that's cool do you need plumbing expertise do you need electrical expertise on your team to make this happen or is it kind of plug and play it's plug and play um, they have reassured us many times this is a program that they do a lot of you know they they kind of have it down to a science. Actually, YWAM Mazatlan has helped other bases get a Homes of Hope program going. So they've really got it, I want to say, really down to a science. So things are pre-cut. They're ready to go. It's basically like a kit. Where does it come from? They actually like will buy the lumber in, buy all, you know, all that stuff in. And one of the members of the team on the base will actually be there cutting it interesting you know yeah actually <laughs> because we're gonna do more training and we asked hey what uh what skills should we teach our people they were like you don't need to teach them skills just <laughs> just uh teach maybe some basic spanish we were like okay we're still gonna teach them some skills <laughs> how's your basic spanish macy I took Answer in Spanish. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hablo español para muy pequeño y entiendo muy pequeño español. I, I speak very little Spanish, and I understand, but really just a little bit. Yeah. Did you take foreign language in homeschool, Matt? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not... <laughs> I'm pointing the thumb, not the, not the finger. I certainly did not either. I think we tried, but it was major. We had cassette tapes. Yeah. That, yeah that, <laughs> terrible. I mean, yeah, we had some form of Spanish, but it was really at our leisure, so. 
Yeah. I only know very, very little. I have been doing Duolingo. You have been what? Du- it's an app, Duolingo. Oh. Yeah. Where you can learn another language, and it actually does help. Let's hear yeah, it. Does. Oh, no. I think, I think everybody needs, needs that. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not prepared no, for this. Not to that point yet. Hey, it's only August. Right. October's a long way away. Uh, it's getting close. Two months. Two months. It's the Big C, Little C podcast, Mission Trip to Mexico edition with Daniel, Macy, and Mad. So, again, I got distracted. 850 plus incidentals per person. And then the big need right now is for a lot more money, right? For the house? Yes. 4000 4000 to go? Yeah, we... Uh, been chipping away. Start at 6500 so... Yeah. Plus we're paying for plane tickets for your friend, right? We already did. Oh, okay. Yeah. From whence? From whence? From, from where is your friend flying? Uh, Durango, or Durango. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, about four, five hours away. If I understand correctly, or like a like a thirty minute plane ride, <laughs> <laughs> and they're permanently stationed there. But yeah, they're, they're coming over to help on this particular project. Yes. Um, so Jorge, mm-hmm. uh, he actually stayed on staff with YWAM Mazatlan for much longer after I left, and was with the Homes of Hope crew. So he knows these things like the back of his hand. So I think he's going to be a great asset to us. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. that and was... he's uh, completely bi- bilingual, like yeah. very good English and, of course, good Spanish. Is he ambidextrous? Linguistically, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't asked him. I think he's left-handed. Uh, Macy, you mentioned there's going to be more parents' night out, at least one more coming up at the end of the month. Yes. Maybe more than that. But we there is might. a deadline, right? There's a deadline for this fundraising well, Daniel's off playing bobbleheads. Is it? <laughs> Do those things have like a tightening screw to no. adjust the action? No. <laughs> they should. No. That's, that's the next great invention. Because <laughs> right, I can't, on topic, guys. I can't start one and then, and then have it keep going while I hit all the others. <laughs> no, you can't. That's not how it works. That's not how life works. Uh, middle of September, maybe, for the deadline? <laughs> Deadline for what? To have the money in. Yes. For the materials? Yes. September 14th, let's say. Yeah, I mean, technically earlier than that. But uh, you also mentioned, uh, well, we talked about the books. Did you want to talk about any other future fundraising, anybody? Car wash. Washing cars? Working at the car wash. Sing it with me now. <laughs> the car wash, yeah. Who can speak on that? I think one of them is <laughs> yeah, the 7th. We, yeah. Saturday, September 7th? Yes. Worship cards? Yes. <laughs> uh, that same day, Ashley is also going to try to sell more planters. Oh. Yeah. Is yeah. this at the gear in the parking lot? The car wash is, yeah. It is? Yep. September 7th. What if somebody, their heart is pricked by this masterpiece of an episode and... Uh, they want to, they're not maybe local. Maybe this has been shared abroad. And they want to be involved in the giving. Is there a way to do that online very easily? Yeah, you could do it through the Givelify app. Okay, so smartphone, Givelify. Yep, download Givelify, yeah. search for current church. Man, it's so easy now. I know. And then you select Mexico. I think it's just listed as Mexico cool. on there. 
let me give in case i was just thinking about this in case we do have people that are listening from outside of current church yeah <laughs> let me give a <laughs> breakdown of of what this trip is Please. So we're going to be working with YWAM Mazatlan. That's Youth with a Mission in Mazatlan, Mexico. We're going to be doing a Homes of Hope build. That's where the base has targeted a a neighborhood that's um, very impoverished. People are living in very meager means. Um, A lot of the houses are built with cardboard and scrap wood and... Just really whatever they can get together. Have dirt floors, a lot of times no indoor plumbing, a lot of times no electricity, and really just not suitable uh, conditions for a family to live in. If any American were to see these conditions, they, they'd they be appalled. Um, a lot of them don't have beds, they sleep on the, on the ground, um, don't have a way to lock up their house, so they're, they're open up to a lot of crime. So what Mazatlan, YWAM Mazatlan has done is they have targeted this community and they're helping raise up this community, having teams come in and build a house. So we're going to build a house in three days um, from the ground up. That's going to benefit this family immensely. Um, But what I love about it is that we aren't just going, giving a house and leaving YWAM Mazatlan does a ton of follow-up and a ton of lead-up. So they're um, doing a lot of community development with this this neighborhood, with this uh, this family, even teaching things like, you know, household economics, um, from what I understand, and being a presence in this community to bring this community to Christ and help lift them out, out of poverty. There was no, um, we only have four mics in the greater Big C, Little C podcast videos. So we didn't leave anybody out intentionally. But yeah, let's recognize, <laughs> let's recognize Becky uh, for her vision and leadership in unction. Yay? Nay? <laughs> yes. Unction in this project. <laughs> Mad, when you pray about this trip, when you pray for this trip, about what things do you pray? That the house will not only be well built but also be a blessing to the family that um they will feel the presence of the lord every time they step foot in that house that they will feel that love that connection spiritually macy what's on your heart when you pray for this trip a little bit similar to what mad said that not only are we building a house for them that we're helping build a community in the area that we're building the house i know that YWAM has actually built a neighborhood when they've done this, um, but just that we bless them and that they will know that it's not just us that's helping them, and it's God yeah. that we're doing it because God wants us to. Daniel, same question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess as one of the leaders of this trip, I'm praying more overarching themes i i'm praying for just more people to come i'm praying for the right people to come and i'm praying for the money to come in i'm lately i've been finding myself praying a lot for the money to come in um just because uh you know i feel you know some of that responsibility on me um yeah mad logistically just from a 
carnal standpoint, for lack of a better word. What are your biggest logistical challenges that you're anticipating? Because I know you're looking forward to the tacos. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, I know that I'm not very good at speaking the language, so (laughs) communication. Um, But also, I have a lot of back and neck problems. And so doing physical labor that intensively, I don't know. (laughs) We can pray for that, for sure. Macy, well, you've been there, but is there anything that you're not looking forward to being back there? Probably the physical labor. I am by no means in shape. I don't even like to take the stairs at school. <laughs> so, um, probably should, like, do something about that beforehand. We'll pray about that. Relatively speaking to mission trips, it's affordable, but it's still a substantial amount of money. And, like Daniel said, he's kind of bearing that burden of the finances coming in a little bit for the ladies in the room has there been any kind of thing you could point to from a spiritual or maybe materialistic standpoint that has been a lesson for you through this i don't know like i was saying earlier it takes a lot of patience because i work a full-time job and it's all the way in fishers and then (laughs) (laughs) most of the things i'm doing are in franklin so yes it's really uh, been teaching me a lot of patience and endurance And that sleep is not always necessary or (laughs) received. (laughs) (laughs) This might be, I don't know, because God can change hearts, but you have declined the opportunity to be a guest on the podcast before. So this might be a one and done situation. So while you're here, (laughs) you've been at current church for a long, long time, maybe about as long as anybody not quite. Not named Feasel. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Mexico specific, although it's all related. How has God used current in your life? And I know it's not always easy for you to be a part of things and be involved with things when you're on the other side of the state <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on weekdays, but you always seem to make an effort. Um, why is that important to you? Current is full of real people, for lack of a better word. I don't know. I've just had genuine relationships with the people at Current, and that has not always been the case at other churches that I've been at. And it's really taught me that church is not just a place you go on Sundays. It's really a community. It's a it's a body of people who stay involved in each other's lives. And I don't know. Current's taught me a lot about that. Mad, why don't you talk about? What you think about foreign missions, long term, short term? I really want. I think it would be good to have your uh, perspective of someone who's never done it before. Exactly, but you have you have more of a perspective on it than a lot of people. But you've you still never been like to the foreign mission field, you know. So I think that's a, a really unique perspective. One thing I have noticed is that I'm sure there's always a culture shock. Uh, because anywhere that's not America is going to be completely different. <laughs> but with that, it kind of forces a person into submission, I guess. Because they're not just doing their normal routine. They're kind of outside of their comfort zone. And so they're already far away from home. And I don't even know how to put this into words. I don't know. I feel like when you are just doing your normal routine, going to church every Sunday and 
maybe or maybe not reading your Bible. (laughs) 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 It's easy to kind of get lost in your own brain and not actually focus on your an actual relationship with the Lord. And so when you're forced out of that comfort zone, then you're forced into a new mindset. I think foreign missions really helps with that. And the longer you're there, or at least with some people, it seems like the case, the more of a permanent change it is. Because I think uh, it takes like, what, 21 days to break a habit? So it takes some time to get out of your normal mindset and to really press in with a deeper spiritual relationship. That's some good Solid. sound bites. Macy, do you have any, you're kind of in a unique position too because you're young. You did four weeks on the foreign mission field. Yeah. You're looking at your whole life ahead of you. Your sister is in full time missions in Mexico. Yeah. Do you have any other perspectives about missions? Have you thought about full time missions? Have you, what do you think your peers are thinking about as far as full time missions? Um, I know that I wanted to do a discipleship training school this upcoming summer, but I was, I've actually been praying about it a lot recently, and I think that's something that God doesn't want me to do. Not that that's a bad thing at all, and not that it's a bad thing to do a DTS, but I think it's just not, it's what God doesn't want for me right now. But I know that being a full-time missionary is hard work. I know because Michael is a full-time missionary, she's constantly needing money because it's hard to she, she's constantly doing things constantly using the money because she needs to be able to go places she needs to get food she needs to do all these different kinds of things transportation and not because she's like oh i need money because i need to buy a taco but because like she needs money to be able to do what god wants her to do and it's it's hard and it's hard to ask for money in a way that's not like hey can you give me money it's like yeah. please please bless me i know that it's hard to figure out a way to ask for those kinds of things and it's also learning to know that god's going to provide for you and like knowing that just to trust in god that god's going to provide for you whether it means that you get money or whether it means that someone decides, hey, I'm going to bring you dinner tonight, or I'm going to buy your plane ticket. I'm going to drive you over to this place. Just trusting in God, knowing that he's going to provide no matter what. And it's hard to do that. It is hard. So hard. But it's part of being a missionary. Yeah, I I remember one, one Christmas I was in Mexico, and uh, I was just feeling kind of homesick. I think at that point we were helping plant a mission base in Mexico City. I was thinking about Christmases at home and how I always, you know, I always got underwear and socks from mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I love a fresh pair of socks. Like it's it's oh, a, it's a love. It's Oh, a love. I know, I know. <laughs> I can't sleep without socks, so I appreciate that. And we were doing a white elephant gift exchange. This woman on the DTS uh, got me in the exchange, and I opened up the present. Everybody's getting, you know, these nice presencies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I open it up, and there's socks inside. <laughs> she said, I prayed, and the Lord told me to get you socks. I didn't understand why. And I, I think I cried there on the spot. I would have, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No underwear? 
No. I, it, it was a... What a letdown. I was 21, and she was, I think, 35 and single. <laughs> <laughs> Further proof God knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, would you speak a word of blessing into the mic over the trip and over those going and over those not going but still being involved and uh, having their hearts move towards action here in the next uh, 19 days. <laughs> might, ASAP. It might be 19 days by the time this airs. ASA, please. Um. <laughs> the blessing. <laughs> Had to get that out of my system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Lord, we, we know that you want this work to happen. Lord, we know that you have ordained this and that you are drawing people's hearts uh, to go on this missions trip, to give to this missions trip. Lord, I ask for supernatural generosity to spring up in people's hearts. Lord, we, we don't ask for ourselves. We're not asking for ourselves, but we're begging on behalf of the poor, um, Lord, and, and I ask that you would uh, penetrate hearts and and incite generosity and giving. Um, and Lord, I, I ask that you would bless this team that's said, "Yeah, I'll I'll make sacrifices. I'll I'll do what it takes to to make sure that this work is done." Lord, I ask that you would bless each one, and that Lord, um, our hearts would be changed as well. Lord, uh, just from obedience from working alongside you to complete the mission you've set out for us. listening to Big C, Little C, a podcast from Current Church. For more information, visit currentchurch.net or look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Current Church is located in Franklin, Indiana and meets on Sunday nights at 6 at The Gear. Theme music written and performed by Still the Hand, imaging by Jessica Albertson. Please join us next time for more conversations on Big C, Little C.